I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I follow Mrs. Parks's wise words. Every night when I go to sleep, I forgive everybody, everything. And in the morning when I wake up, I forgive myself. And by doing those two things, you wake up with a smile on your face. You wake up focused on your mission and your vision, and you can continue. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of H.H. Leonard's. I don't know about you, but there was a movie called Hidden Figures that came out a long time ago, and it talked about several amazing black queens who had contributed to the space industry in the United States. Hidden Figures really stood out in the sense that these people have been prominent in our history, yet they've been hidden from textbooks, hidden from our conversations, and hidden from just praise and appropriate adulation. One of those people is Rosa Parks. And Rosa Parks, in a sense, a lot of people know her name, but she hasn't been celebrated the way she needed to be. She wasn't that way when she was alive, and she lived a pretty tough life. And so today's guest had the amazing privilege of getting to know her in the latter parts of her life, she gets to shed a light into an amazing woman. I want us to continue to celebrate our heroes and not hide the impact that they made. So I hope that as you listen to today's story, you get more inspired to do more research on her and you support in any way you can. Okay, enjoy the episode. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's episode is with H.H. Leonards. Now, H.H. Leonards is someone who is incredible. If, in case you don't know her, she is the author and founder of the Old Museum and the Mansion in Washington, D.C., where Miss Rosa Parks, Mrs. Rosa Parks, her friends and business associates lived with her at no cost as part of the mansion. So they lived with her at no cost as part of the mansion. For those of you that don't know, who Mrs. Rosa Parks is, I would like to enlighten you. She was the, an American activist in the civil rights movements, best known for her pivotal role in the Montgomery bus boycott. And she's been honored as the first lady of civil rights and the mother of the freedom movement. The way H.H. Leonard's met her was sans all those pieces of information. It was really as a friend and a confident and someone who came to know her in the last days of her life. So we're going to get an intimate picture of who Rosa Parks really was. Welcome to the show. I am honored to be with you. I love, love, love your energy. <laughs> so those of you who can't see him on the screen, you have to. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, you know, for uh, context, 
we both share a love of basketball. It was, uh, you know, we were remarking about our interest in Pats and what basketball has done for us. So I'm honored to find a fellow basketball lover. You and I also share that interest, social justice. It is interesting, though, doing research with you, you said you didn't know who Rosa Parks was until she came to you. So how about this? Could you tell us the circumstances that led to her coming to live with you and how you came to find out who she was? So I got a phone call from someone that I didn't know. He was calling from Detroit. He said in a, that he, his name was Willis Edwards. And he said that she had just been severely assaulted in her home in Detroit. She would be for, in the hospital for several weeks. She didn't have any money, but adamantly refused to ever go back into the home where she was assaulted. He heard about our Artists and Heroes in Residence program. Could she stay with us for a few days at no cost? And he had also heard about our privacy policy. It was very important that Mrs. to Mrs. Parks that no one knew that she was staying here to heal her soul, heal her mind, and heal her body so she could figure out who she wanted to become after this horrible episode. If you go and Google the situation, you will see nowhere in the history books where she was in the hospital. It was she went to the emergency room. She was let out. She was so hurt. One of the things was her pacemaker was dislodged. Wow. But she was of such sound mind and body and true to herself and what she wanted to give others that she did not want children of the world to be afraid that they could be assaulted in their home like she was petrified when she was a child growing up with the Klan in Southern Alabama, that she made everyone at the Detroit hospital, which was huge, sign a non-disclosure agreement that she was never there. That shows you the heart and soul of this unbelievable woman and hero. What was embarrassing to me at the time was I did not know who she was. I grew up in Indiana. I always thought I was a bad student. Gumby, the football player, was the dumbest kid in my class. I was the second dumbest kid in my class. I just assumed it was because I wasn't smart. But after writing the book, I realized I didn't get any education about civil rights growing up in Indiana. One of the things I'm doing now is traveling throughout the country, talking about Mrs. Parks, telling people who she was, not through a history perspective, but about her soul and about her heart. So this afternoon, I am on a plane to Alabama. I think it's so important during the civil rights bus boycott, which started on December 1st to December 5th, that I be down there with her and talking to people that might not remember, but should, because her story is as important today as it was in 1955. And in some respects, even more. Yeah, you couldn't be more right about that. And we'll definitely get into that because I'm very curious to hear the lessons you learned from her especially seeing the division we have in today's world. I'm still fascinated about why you were reached out to. Why did people say, we need to talk to H.H. Leonard's to ensure the safety of Rosa Parks, Mrs. Rosa Parks? When I moved into the mansion, I had no money, no business background, no art background, no design background. But I had a vision in mind of what I wanted to do with this place. It is now 110 rooms. Every room has a different ceiling. So people look up and understand that your role in life is to help other people. You are not the center of the universe. Your purpose is to give to others. So I moved in and immediately we started giving away rooms to Vietnam vets, people that were between lives, people that didn't have money. We never broadcasted it. It was something that was done quietly because that's what you do. 
It's not about you. It's about helping other people. And through doing that for many years, because she came in 1994 and I moved in here with no furniture in February 14th, Valentine's Day, we started doing that immediately. So it's just word of mouth. It shouldn't be about public relations. It should be help other people every single day you breathe. There's someone that is worse off than you. This is true. I, I was doing research about the old museum and I saw it was named the coolest place in D.C. by Booking.com. It was top five historical venue to explore. So I, I had no idea where the old museum was. And I, I've lived in D.C. before. And so it's fascinating understanding what you've done with the place. And I'm sure it's a, it's a tremendous amount of responsibility and pride that you hold for yourself. So I wanted to set that context because you went from someone who didn't know who she was to someone who found out who she was after the assault. And then you must have learned quite a few things from her in the last days of her lives. I mean, the last you know few years of her lives, rather. I heard she talked to you about the importance of letting go of the ego. Could you share that lesson and the other lessons that she shared with you? So I didn't know who she was for approximately three years while she lived here. Three years? So they said, hey, Mrs. Rosa Parks, is someone that once you come in, you're like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who Mrs. Rosa Parks is, but sure, she could come stay. I didn't Google her because Google didn't exist. I didn't do any research. I just said the words yes. And when I found out, it was humiliating. But it was God's way because if I had known, I don't think we would have built the relationship we did. Fair we enough. bonded through the heart. We bonded through conversations about God, religion, family, how we were both going to help each other together. We wrote together. We held hands together. We didn't always talk. We would have tea every day, but we would just simply sometimes hold hands. And that's when I learned the power that some people have to express themselves through their hands. I mean, she was really quite extraordinary. Through her hands? In what way? You just knew what she was feeling. You knew what she was thinking. You hear about the muse helping writers and creators. Yeah. He was the muse. And if you visit us today, Go to omuseum.org to learn how to. You will feel her presence here also still because she was such a strong. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Glorious woman. And she's still watching us. She's still directing my life. That's for sure. I'm always curious about people on the last days of their lives because, you know, they've seen a lot and then... They either talk from perspective of what I should have done or what the next generation should do. In terms of what the next generation should do, what do you think she would have said about the division that she sees today? She kept on telling me 
one thing in particular that I did not understand until the last six years of our life. And then I wrote the book and now I really truly understand what she was trying to teach me. She kept on saying the laws will change if we don't change people's hearts. The laws will roll back if we don't spend time meeting with people that we don't believe what we do. And that is exactly what happened. 50 years later, look at what's happening. The laws are reverting back because we didn't take the 30 plus percent of people in our country alone and spend time with them. So when I learned who Mrs. Parks was and started to travel with her after we had been together for three years here, she went to meet people that didn't believe necessarily in what she did. She'd go to a group of two, she'd go to a group of 200. She would reach out and shake their hand or hold their hand so they wouldn't fear touching her. That was really important and that they would understand that she was just another person, just like they were. And she would teach at those sessions that love is all that matters. One of her most prized possessions was a former clan member gave her his hat and robes. It's in the Library of Congress today, but that she felt that she could make a difference by changing people's hearts. So my mission with this book is to go out and meet as many people as I can. It's not about selling the book. It's about teaching people that love is all that matters. And without money, we can make a difference. Look what Mrs. Parks did with no money her whole life. She started a movement. She continued with that movement. She continued getting people to focus on getting an education. She had no children of her own, which was a very painful thing to her. So she adopted the children of the world. Through that, you can see that she was taking the bad things that happened to her and giving back, expanding, and looking at it in a positive way. That's so well put. She was a seamstress as well, right? And she pieced people's lives together. So it wasn't just beautiful clothes that she made. She, again, took it to another level. Everything she did, she took to another level. And another thing that people don't know about her is the bus incident happened in 1955, which changed history. But in the 1930s, Mrs. Parks had been assaulted. And the way that she survived was to start to document rape victims in Alabama, both men and women. So she would travel to every place she would hear of a victim and tell their story, give them hope. So through her suffering, she helped other people through their suffering. And after she had been assaulted at the age of 81 in Detroit, she told me that she understood now what her brother had suffered with PTSD. So every time she went out, she talked to vets about what she had learned. She was hoping that they could learn from her example of listening to other people that were worse off than they were, finding vets that had PTSD more than they did so that they could help them in their journey to helping other people. I mean, it was extraordinary. Yeah, I'm just continuously blown away hearing this. And I definitely want to respect for your time. But the thing I wanted to share before we go to that close is I am an educator. I teach at universities and I also you know, teach when I'm on stage. I'm always curious about what we can do with the education system. You're sharing a lot of things that should be in curriculums. So I'm very curious to see if there are partnership opportunities you're working on or there are hopes you have to be able to get this part of her life into the curriculum so students can understand who she is. 
I think it's a critical path. And it's one of the reasons I'm going anywhere I can speak to any age group that I can speak about our message. And I would really like to partner with you. So we need to keep in touch. Yes, please. <laughs> Email me at h.omuseum.org because I think there's a lot of things we can do together because we're on this journey together. These podcasts are wonderful because you can connect with people with like mind and like heart and go out and reach more people. Education is critical. And Mrs. Parks lived by example, not by words. So let me give you an example of what she did around education. At the age of 87, she learned how to swim. And she did it for two reasons. One, because she wanted to tell people it doesn't matter how old you are, you can learn something new at any time in your life. But secondly, she had never been allowed to learn to swim because as a black person, you weren't allowed to go into a swim pool that a white person might be in. Even the ocean, the river, the lake, you couldn't be there. So she also wanted to say, this is the joy of freedom. Get an education, do these things. Don't worry about what your age is. Do it today. Do it today. You said something that was exciting. Your email is HL. H, just the letter H at omuseum.org. Letter H at omuseum.org. The reason why I said that was exciting is because when people listen to this podcast, sometimes they'll reach out to, to be able to talk to the guests, but you just give them direct access. And listen, you know, King's Queen's Royalty, one of the best ways to ensure that the world doesn't make the same mistakes in the past is really understanding the heroes that have paved the way for freedom. And so here's an exciting opportunity to be able to continue to tell a story and to bring her life into the hearts and minds of many people. You did that with your book. Where can people get your book? Go to omuseum.org or go to Amazon. But even as important, go to rhboy.com. They're the publisher. They're the oldest African-American publisher in the United States, 125 years old. Get the book from them directly rather than paying Amazon, even though Amazon is more famous. And look into the publishing company. It's an extraordinary history. And it's now run by a woman, 37, fifth generation boy out of Nashville. Wow. I feel like you're connected to so many important aspects of, of African-American history that it is important to be able to, to show that there's so much that hasn't been told. And it's our duty as citizens of the world, especially in this country, to be able to continue to unmask the greatness that has been withheld from us in many, many, many unfortunate instances. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Okay. And last question. My mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. So how do you use your difference to make a difference? I follow Mrs. Parks's wise words. Every night when I go to sleep, I forgive everybody, everything. And in the morning when I wake up, I forgive myself. And by doing those two things, you wake up with a smile on your face. You wake up focused on your mission and your vision, and you can continue. Smile on your face, forgiving yourself and forgiving people. I think people always forget about the forgiving themselves part. So important. thank you so much, Mrs. Leonard. This has been a, a true pleasure. I know you have a lot to do. You're hopping on a plane after all very yeah. soon. So I'm sending you a lot of uh, good tidings and uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day. And love is all that matters. Thank you so much for connecting. Pleasure's mine. Kings, Queens and Royalty. Till next time, use a difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 